You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one half of your host. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Good to hell, look, everybody. Um, I don't have no AKAs because we have a lot of show to get to. Um, I will let my friend and partner in crime introduce herself. Uh, hello, everybody. It's Candace, AKA. Y'all need to stop trying to be the Democratic Defense Party. Okay. <laughs> Let this lousy government be exposed for what it is, uh, parts of it. Y'all are not a part of the people that they truly care about. How do you sit and watch the news in any capacity? How do you watch what's going on around you and really think that any part of the United States government is for the majority? Every last one of the people in these parties, every last person leading them, they are millionaires. They will kill you before they part with their millions and billions. They would rather see you starve than to give up any part of their millions and billions. That is down to your fellow black million and billionaires. So just stop, please. We don't need a democratic defense party. We need a government that's going to work for the greater good. And the greater good is not the 2% of wealth in this country. Let go and let God with that stupid shit. Please. Thank you so much. Also. Well. <laughs> yeah, because I see what y'all be doing. And I choose not to engage on Twitter. Because I do like to choose violence. And as snarky as some of y'all are, I will talk about your horse teeth. I will talk about your dry skin. <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a chunky girl. So I will roll around in the mud like a pig if need be, if that's where we're trying to take it. So I, I don't engage, but some of y'all go out of your way to miss the mark. You go out of your way to defend a party of people who has, who promised immediate relief. And we are literally moving into the fourth month of the year. We are approaching mid-March. This yeah. time next week, it will be March 14th. We will be in the middle of March. No stimulus. But the police force, the police departments, they got money. They blowing shit up overseas. They still got them kids in the cage. So what are we saying here? Stop playing in, stop playing in everyday people face for motherfuckers that wouldn't piss on you if you was on fire. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Thank you so much. And you could probably hear more about that this week, maybe on Crown and Collards, where Jeremy will choose violence. You know, it's my hope that he does, like he's been doing on Twitter. And stop trying to check my friend on what he's doing off of Twitter. Don't count his pockets. 
What are you doing off Twitter? What are you doing besides telling people on Twitter that they cannot criticize the same government that they pay taxes to? What, what are you doing? Is your wallet open? Is your feet hitting the pavement? Are you boosting these organizations? If you're not doing the work, don't question nobody else's work. That's what I have to say to you, stupid motherfuckers. Okay, friend. <laughs> now, that aside, <laughs> welcome to Ratchet Ramblings. I don't know. This is episode 171 or some shit. I don't know. We, okay. We're getting close to 200. I know that. I think, I think we're at 172, I think. <laughs> yeah we are oh, that was um, a hell of an intro friend I wouldn't expect <laughs> I like to keep everybody on their toes you know you know how Ooh. I can be well um, <laughs> welcome to the show guys <laughs> welcome to the show Um, I hope we say some off the wall shit first of all I just want to say thank y'all for the five-star ratings. Yes. Let me, let me say that. Thank yes. you for the five-star ratings. It yes. means so much. Okay? It means y'all like what the hell our crazy asses be saying on this motherfucker. And Jeremy is right. We're on off episode 172. Let me, let me see if, you know, we got any, you know, we had a, we had a review uh, back in November. Sorry that we don't always read the reviews. I don't always check them. And it just said, not sure where I've been, but I'm here. So entertaining and witty. I've laughed until my stomach hurt. There's more on Patreon. Do yourself a favor and get on board. You won't regret it. Hey, thank you, Foxy Brown 927 Yes, thank so, you so much. <laughs> thank you and thank everybody else. So, First things first, we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. It's March 7th. Tonight is the premiere of Married, Married to Medicine, Medicine, season eight. It's going to be a doozy. Lock in, get loaded. Also, next, this Friday coming is the season finale of The Bell Collective. And Damn, Bravo, Andy, if you watching, this how you do a first season. We need 13 episodes of Salt Lake City. We really do. So, um, and we, I think we're getting a two-part reunion for Bell Collective. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also, it's going to get pretty spicy on Little Women Atlanta as they will be introducing um, what the girls have assumed is Minnie's replacement. And so mm. that should be interesting because everybody's slinging violence her way. Mm. And as usual, we'll be dragging Kenya the rest of this season. So let's get into it. And and like and like Foxy said, if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, you're missing out because Jeremy and I really do cut the fool on our Patreon content. Yeah, because it's behind the paywall. <laughs> Truly cut the fool. Um, I thought this week was going to be the season finale of Life After Lockup, but it's this Friday coming. And boy, y'all are going to want to be subscribed for the way we finna get real nasty and down in the dirt this weekend coming. Because Quayline 
you big buck mouth rhinoceros looking motherfucker boy. <laughs> that is a ugly boy. He is one. Ugly. I know you ain't do what you did on this week's episode. I know you ain't did that. See, I ain't watched motherfucker it yet. friend. When you do, you gonna text me. That I'm sure of. As, shit, as uh, as, I probably hell. I probably watch it tonight after Marathon Medicine go off. Um, but moving on, we're gonna jump right into it with uh, Little Women Atlanta, and it wasn't a super heavy episode. There was no fighting amongst the ladies. I just want to say that we keep our foot on the beer's neck. However, I do feel for her in the pandemic. Um, when the pandemic hit and they decided to close the schools versus trying to figure out effective ways for parents to help their children with virtual school and virtual learning and teachers, these school boards literally did nothing but purchase business Zoom accounts. Yeah. They didn't do anything to try to help structure virtual learning. They didn't offer any constructive advice to parents. They didn't offer anything constructive to teachers. All they did to teachers was try to force them back in the classroom against their will without a vaccine, without, you know, effective safety precautions and measures in place. Yeah. They didn't do Spe- anything. Especially here in Atlanta. Like it's a lot of like if you, you know, pay attention to like Atlanta Twitter, like it's it was a lot of teachers like here in the metro that was like, girl, I'm ready to I'm ready to beat all these people's ass because they really got us out here, us and these kids and these parents out here like good to hell look, figure it out. Yeah. So I, I feel for Bira, you know, having she has four children of all different ages, all doing virtual learning and no no help. Uh, whoever they deadbeat ass daddies are, y'all ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Correct. Let me just say that. Y'all ought to be ashamed of yourself. So I really understood when she was talking to her mom on the phone and said she, she really just needed a break, a minute to breathe. Yeah, And I know people like to get on parents about needing a break from their kids and you shouldn't have had kids if you don't want to be attached to them 24-7, 365, you know, 366 on a leap year. You a bad mama, daddy, parent. Don't nobody want, girl, sometimes a nigga just want to have a glass of wine in peace. Sometimes yeah. niggas just want to eat an edible in peace. Some chicken, something, shit. Some chicken without a hand in your plate. Sometimes <laughs> you just want to go in the bathroom and take a shit in peace without your kid knocking on the door, not wanting nothing. Okay. Um, so I definitely felt where beer was coming from. However, Miss Mamas, you really showed up to self-defense drunk as a fucking skunk. And what made it so so fucking hilarious is in the in the uh, info section, in the description, they talking about tipsy. No, mamas was drunk. As fuck. She was so drunk, she passed out in the grass and face planted. Listen, I I, I know what tipsy is. I know what drunk is. A beer was drunk. I've been tipsy and I've been drunk. 
I've been I've been drunk to the point where I get home and I just I gotta go to sleep on the couch drunk. I can't even make it to my room to take my clothes off. Right. That's the I then wake up the next morning still in my clothes drunk. That's a beer. Miss Mamas, you was listen. You wasn't gonna be able to fight defend yourself from nobody's attacker in that fair in that state. Yeah, you couldn't defend yourself from sobriety right then. However, I did appreciate the girls not judging you. Um, I did appreciate that Juicy checked on you after the fact and you voiced some of your frustrations. Uh, and, you know, that was cool. And about these twins. Okay, let's go. Because, nigga. Cold dependency like a motherfucker. Amanda. Let me. Miss Mamas. Miss Mams. You have talked to your husband and you have agreed with your husband that your sister does not need to be have her grown ass up in y'all's house, up in y'all's space when y'all are fresh newlyweds trying to start a family of y'all own when your grown ass sister got kids. Andrea finally is like, you know what? I need to move out. Y'all need your own space. I can, I, you know, it's scary, but I have to be on my own. I have to do this. Amanda, if your sister has had that reality check, like she need to get the fuck out your house, why are you crying and trying to make her stay when she has come to the fact that she needs to get the fuck out your house? First of all, I get it. Not only are y'all twins, y'all are little women Y'all have depended on each other. Y'all have protected each other. But at some point, y'all have got to prioritize the other things in y'all life as much as y'all have prioritized each other. Right. Andrea, mamas, I hate to be the one to harp on you, but I don't mind being the one to harp on you. You wouldn't be getting out alone and doing all this other stuff for the first time in your life if you had your kids with you. <laughs> if you would go pick them churn up from your parents' house and you would actually take some time out to be a mama and you would prioritize them cheering over yourself, you wouldn't be, uh, this wouldn't be your first rodeo being alone. Yeah. I'm sorry, not sorry. You have not, you you wasn't even with your kids in the pandemic. You stayed in Atlanta. Come on, you trifling. Three feet 11 of trifling. And Three feet 11 inches of irresponsibility. And codependent. Three feet 11. <laughs> Three feet 11 inches of dead beatery. <laughs> Nigga, you. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm not gonna make that joke. <laughs> no, make that joke. Let's go. We no, here. <laughs> make the joke. I want the joke. <laughs> I want the joke. Mama, mini mo jizzle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
That might be the show title. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Yo, fuck. <laughs> like, I mean, you're right, but that's the point. <laughs> the show bad. You did that. <laughs> and who are me to not capitalize? <laughs> you, you ain't shit. <laughs> like, let it let it go. And while we here with the twins, um, one thing I have appreciated about the shows that we have in the lineup is that they have been having very open and honest conversations about fertility issues that a wide range of women experience and suffer through. Yeah. I think that is important. I think that is key because so much of what a what a woman's worth is tied into her ability to have children thanks to patriarchy and misogyny. The world says a woman should be able to have kids. And it's tied into transphobia. Yep. Because that's a lot of people's argument when it comes to transphobia. Well, real women can have kids. It's a lot of women who were born and identified as women and not just female that cannot have children. They cannot reproduce due to medical issues and medical uncertainties. They cannot have children. So that is, that is, we have to stop using fertility and reproduction to define womanhood. And so I like that we're seeing women from all walks of life. We see Tambra dealing with it on Bell Collective due to her fibroid issues. Amanda is just trying to figure it out. But I also, and I, and I, we, and I'm not being funny, but we also need for men to start looking in the mirror when we talk about fertility issues. Because yeah. um, her husband could have a low sperm count. Yeah. yeah. He could have some shit going on. We've seen that. We saw that with Waka and Tammy. Yeah. Here she was thinking there's something wrong with her. And his his walk is not flocking. Yeah. <laughs> right. Walk a flock of flaccid. You know? So I, you know you what? Did... <laughs> and you talk about me. <laughs> so it, like I said, before women take on the burden of thinking they are the issue and the reason why they can't have children, your partner needs to get checked out too. You know, make sure that's something that y'all are having discussions about together. Um, because she went to the doctor, they didn't, they saw a healthy uterus and ovaries, but the doctor mentioned that, you know, she said that they've been having unprotected sex, um, consistently for six years, which I don't believe that because they've been on this show for at least four years. So I'm sure with their schedules, the traveling, the promoting, the getting to the bag, I'm sure that they haven't been having consistent unprotected sex for six years because mm. there's a when it comes to fertility there are actual definitions of what they consider consistent unprotected sex you know what i'm saying it's just like you know typically they don't consider somebody um to have fertility issues until they've been trying non-stop for a year so not, you know, knowing how these schedules work out and how things were before the pandemic and they were making club appearances here and there and everywhere, unless he was traveling with her everywhere he went, 
they couldn't possibly have been having, you know, consistent unprotected sex nonstop. So I just hope Amanda, before she beats herself up, they look at all of the possible things that could be preventing pregnancy and go from there. Her just not taking the blame and shouldering it herself at this moment. I agree. Um, Can I say something? Yep. I do not like money's nigga. Woo. I do not like that nigga. First of all, let me tell you something. Money and Moreland. Y'all two dipshits together. <laughs> you got dipshits name. You got dipshit personalities. And honestly, y'all made to be together. Y'all should we should have known by y'all names that y'all was a match made in dysfunctional heaven. Hey, that nigga's name really is moral and those <laughs> Money, 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 bitch with that girl. Don't you ever, ever invite nobody on no awkward ass double date like that again. That shit do was so not, cringe. Do not invite no another couple who is newly wed and in a good place on no double date when you and your husband trying to rebound from fucking cheating. With y'all dysfunctional ass. <laughs> 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 Yo, double like, date is helping this fuck shit. <laughs> y'all didn't even try to not be fucking weird and awkward. Y'all just sitting at the table talking about his cheating in and her fucked up attitude with a uh, with a happily married newlywed couple. Amanda, her husband, her husband just sitting over there, just like just awkward. just just like the blinking white man. Just <laughs> no, 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 no. They um. Shit, remember Flavor Love? The um, I forget her name, but the girl that um, that was just that was like, ain't the chicken good? That's how that's how they was. <laughs> like, goddamn, that shit was so uncomfortable to watch. It was weird, and let me tell you, we've had this conversation before. I've said this before, and I probably said it on multiple shows. Moreland, you are absolutely right that money is a terrible fucking communicator. She has a nasty attitude. She she talks to you any kind of way. But once you start cheating, her your transgressions far outweigh hers. Yes, because you could have just left. Or you could have sat down, called her out on her shit, said, we need to go to counseling. We need to change the way we communicate or I'm leaving. Yeah. It's, it's just, absolutely... it's, it's just like on, on where, what um, Maurice was telling, what Maurice was saying about Martell on Huntsville. You can either communicate and y'all can get some help and therapy. Like you just said, Candace, you can leave or you could cheat. Out of those three options, you chose the worst one. Yep. Yep. And so your issues in the relationship no longer reign supreme because you played the big joker. Yeah. Yeah. You played the big joker of fucking up a marriage. Because I could tell by the way money carries on that she do try to talk to him any kind of way. Mm hmm. And she says shit she ain't got no business saying. And I want to say this to anybody listening. People can use their words to be abusive. 
I know that we like to categorize the abuse as primarily physical, but saying it, things out of your mouth to harm your partner and get a visceral reaction out of them is a form of abuse. It's a form of abuse. Yep. It absolutely is. We have got to start, and I and I think if we really want to start to really get a handle on domestic abuse and violence in relationships, we've got to stop prioritizing the violence as the only thing that really counts. It's the emotional, it's the verbal, it's the mental, it's the physical, all of it matters. Treating your, your spouse any kind of way, treating them nasty, saying nasty things, doing things to break them down, to tear them down, it's abuse. So yeah, she probably is very has some abusive verb, some verbally abusive ways. But you cheated. So she can harp on the cheating. And she didn't want to take any accountability when he brought up the fact that she is verbally abusive. She well, you you only been here a minute, you already about to make me mad cuz you getting held accountable for your shit. Exactly. Well, I might I might be verbally abusive. I might say some shit I ain't got no business saying to you, but you cheated. That ain't how this work. If you're going to fix it, you're going to have to fix all of it. When yep. the foundation fucked up, you can't just you can't just pick the worst part and fix it or else it's going to continue to crumble if you don't fix all of it. So sink or swim. And then he go to lunch with Amanda and her husband and they talking about go big or go home. You know what would have been going bigger than buying her a car? Going to therapy. Hello. We place so much value on the material things. How does buying her a car fix the relationship? Y'all gonna be, all y'all gonna do is be fussing and fighting and arguing in that damn car. In the Mercedes. Y'all gonna be fighting in the Mercedes. Right. Mayhem in a Mercedes. Exactly. So, I mean, hey. Uh, well, when you choose dysfunction. Yep. When you choose it, you get it. Mm. But Marlon, you a terrible nigga, man. Yes, yes. We we cannot stress it enough that you are a terrible nigga. And you know what? You even ugly. You just a shitty husband. Obviously, working and the thing is, it's not even a financial because he takes care of her. Yeah. Hell, he the reason she got the apartment in Atlanta when the pandemic hit. She ran her ass back to Houston with Moreland. He buying her Mercedes and shit. So it's not the financial. You you two motherfuckers is just ugly inside. Yes. Yes. Y'all have a lot of trauma and unresolved issues that you need individual therapy for and couples therapy for. Exactly. 
listen, and talk. If we gotta listen. keep seeing it on our TV. Yes, please do get your issues and leave us alone because this is very cringe to, to watch on TV. Listen, talk space is available. Promo code, y'all stupid. <laughs> well, that's all I have for little women. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to say about the Black Lives Matter stuff. What were so mm. before a lot of what's going on? What what conversations were y'all having with y'all black kids? Because it don't seem y'all were, and that's very concerning to me. Yeah, like I don't want to be an asshole, but at the same time, we're not being an asshole, but we're being realistic. And and I was telling Mike, maybe this is what happens when you have young parents in this day and age. Because oh, I had to talk with my mama about encounters with the police when I was younger. Oh, I had to comply conversations. Because it was well known that the police didn't have no problem shooting black folks down like a dog. So I wonder when y'all got so out of touch with reality that you felt you no longer needed to have these conversations. And I feel like it's a valid question. Yeah, because it's And like, I'm not being mean. It's and like, I'm not being shady. It's like, it's one thing like to like talk about it right but when you put because like on all these shows it's like i have to have to talk with my my children but and it's like it's one thing to have what to talk but when doing? you frame it but when you frame it in a way where it's like this is the first time you have it that's when i'm like mm. this is not the first time we see it so we seen it with a beer we've seen it on basketball wives with malaysia and some of the other ladies Which, ooh, and girl. it's oof. Mm. And so I guess my question is, have y'all, do you reach a certain financial stature in life and feel like your black ass and your black ass kids would be exempt from police brutality and death at the hands of the police unjustly? Because I just cannot understand not having this conversation prior to seeing what's going on. Um, yeah, I think I think we, you hit it on the head. We going as far far back as Michael Brown. Michael Brown was what seven years ago, going on seven years. Was that uh, 2014? Yeah, yeah, and going on now. 2021. Yeah, and going on now, right? Trayvon. Yeah, and 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 Zimmerman wasn't even the police, so it's just like, what conversations have y'all been having with your kids about encountering? non-black people who are dead set on causing your children harm based on the color of their skin yeah and uh, even farther back with that weird. you know with the um with with um with rodney king and shit in the la riots. so it's just like and even in and not even again not not saying y'all are bad parents or no shit like that because these are difficult conversations I get it. But what have you been telling your kids? This country is not advanced enough when it comes to social and racial justice for you to not have these conversations. It's just just not. 
I think you hit it on the head. It's the a certain financial status and where it's like we don't have to have we we do, if we feel like we feel like well not we but they feel like they don't have to have these conversations until you know stuff like this happens and then it's like we have to get in front of the cameras and talk about it because we can't like not talk about it but the way y'all frame it y'all frame it as if this is the first time you've been having these conversations which is alarming because girl yeah. what else you been talking <laughs> How you have black kids and not say it, talk about this kind of stuff when the camera's off. I don't know, but you know, hey, it just, it just, it, it feels weird. It feels weird. And again, I, it don't feel performative. That's the thing. It don't feel performative. I feel like these are real conversations that y'all are just now starting to gauge and approach with their children. And that's, it's not alarming, but I really hope that you stop waiting for these big news situations, these things that social media pushes to the top of the food chain to have real conversations about racism because racism looks, it's, it's not just police brutality, brutality, sorry, tripping over my words because this is very weird to me. I am very prepared. My husband and I are very prepared to have conversations with our kids about racial passive aggressive bullshit mm-hmm. about transgressions that people will commit against them that will not feel blatantly racist but will be rooted in racism mm-hmm. mispronouncing a name assuming they from the hood you know trying to trying to bully on them and shit like that it'll be conversations that go far beyond before we get to and the police will kill you Like there's a lot of conversation to be had. So I hope when y'all are starting this dialogue that y'all go deeper than just police brutality. Cause like Jeremy said, when he brought up Zimmerman, we have seen a lot of cases. I just recently saw something on social media about a a black boy that went to a sleepover and he was damn near tortured by those white kids. Mm -hmm. So this is beyond just police brutality. Your kids need to understand what racism is, what it looks like in its different forms, and who asked they need to beat when somebody try playing their face. Because I'm not taking no nonviolent approach to racism with my kids. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm very pro-violence when the motherfucker step the way they stepping when it comes to racism. Hey, you choose so, violence, you choose violence, you might just get violence in return. Hello. So I, I hope the conversations are deeper off camera. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for little women. Where we at next, friend? We staying in Atlanta. Yeah, let's stay in Atlanta. Housewives. Kenya. Girl, fuck you. First of all, one thing I enjoyed about this episode is. I enjoy that Portia has learned to pay you dust because she can see the misery seeping from them enlarged, acne-ridden pores. (laughs) Enjoyed it. You wanted Portia so badly to jump out at you and go toe-to-toe with you so you could blatantly accuse her of fucking boloing somebody else in the house that... It it your clit was probably hard. 
<laughs> you know, your cootie cat was probably tingling at the thought of Portia <laughs> engaging you, and she paid you literal dust. I'm talking about Meredith Mark style. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not engaging. I'm about to go up to my room. I, I don't give a fuck about none of this. I'm good. I got my rocks off with Bolo, bitch. You, I had 21 inches of dick in my body. Bitch, I don't need to argue with you. Mm. I got a... <laughs> she had to, she had I to got a, I got a. I got a hole where my vagina used to be, bitch. I'm not arguing with you. She had the good... Leave she me had alone. The, she had that just got some good dick glow. But you know who's stupid than the motherfucker and you would never want to have on the witness stand for you? Fucking Tanya. <laughs> Jesus, bitch. You are stupid. She's not Come on, I spent the night in Portia's room. Well, that doesn't that doesn't keep you from looking guilty, bitch. You just placed yourself at the scene of the boloing. <laughs> the scene of the dick. God, dog, bitch, what's wrong? It's funny, Fucking like when Canadian weirdo. Before you, before we recorded, like I had just seen something. I think it might, I think it might have been on YouTube or something, or it might have been on Twitter. That was like it was Tanya and uh, Latoya bumping coochies. <laughs> it was Tanya and Latoya. Yeah, and not Portia. That what I saw was Tanya and Latoya. Now I don't know, like I don't know if it also wasn't Portia. Oh, but just, maybe that's why she tried to place herself in Portia's room. Maybe Portia was actually in her room. <laughs> well, the footage, the footage, the footage said showed that Bolo didn't go back to his room till like seven a.m. But even still, mm-hmm. some fucking was going on. Yeah, some fucking was going on, and and okay, big whoop. My problem here. Uh, Ken, let's bring that back. You brought your daughter unannounced, unbeknownst to the girls mm-hmm. to a bachelorette weekend, intruded on their adult fun time by having your child there, mm-hmm. and expected that the fun was not going on, not gonna go on because you had your uninvited child there. And bitch, and I I kind of appreciate Candy lightly checking you, but Candy really should have put her foot on your fucking neck. Yep, and that ain't that. That's what we said last week. If you would have had your ass in your room sleep with your daughter, you wouldn't have heard a motherfucking thing. You went out your way to hear some things, mm-hmm. and as we later find out in the episode, you went out your way to hear some shit because you were upset. That Latoya was mixing and mingling and having fun with the other ladies at the bachelorette party. And you were jealous because you want to fuck her. Mm-hmm. And the audacity for you to be shooting on somebody's cover, magazine cover for women empowerment while you just spent the last day of the trip slut shaming everybody. I know you fucking lying. Shit, not here. Just, uh, just imagine Kenya Moore like just be talking about she for women's empowerment. Girl, we've been seeing you on TV for eighty four years now. Nothing about you is women's empowerment. Not a damn thing. Like, not Nathan. 
you are about women's destruction. That's what the fuck you about. You be trying to destroy other women. Can you not empowering shit? Nothing. You don't empower nothing. You don't empower nothing or nobody that you can't um, manipulate and use and abuse. Hell, see Cynthia. Cynthia, the reason- you know what's funny? I enjoyed Cynthia's commentary because it did seem to come from a good-hearted, fun place. Cynthia, like, well, I like watching bitches kiss. I enjoy that. <laughs> Look, it, it could have. We said it last week. We're not gonna harp on it. It could have came from a really genuine, fun place. But Kenya, we found out talking to Latoya when she came by. You first of all, how you so jealous over a bitch who coochie you ain't never had? Uh, mm. Mm. Mama feening. Huh? Okay. Let, you know. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> you tell you you tell uh Latoya you so mad at her that you want to smash the cake in her face, but not in a good way. Mm. Like girl. But you know what? You know why she really mad? She really mad because not only do she want the cat, but she mad that Latoya is is finding out that Kenya is that Kenya Bozo. That's what it is. That's the other part. And and I think when they was rolling the flashbacks. It became crystal clear that Kenya was mad at Portia because she called her out for bringing Brooklyn on the trip. And all of the other ladies agreed with her down to Candy and Latoya. Mm -hmm. And so this bolo shit was a chance for her to try to get some dirt and and throw it in Portia's face. But the thing about a, a grown woman with grown business, with grown titties, with a grown pussy and a grown ass is if they fucking, they fucking, and it is what it is. You can't shame no grown ass woman about getting no dick if that's what she want. Or pussy. Or pussy. Because it was damn see, so- you you so miserable that you can be shamed about that shit. Portia's like, yeah, I hit the split on the dick, and everything about Kenya Moore is sinister and it's it's wrapped up in negativity and anger and mean girl bullshit. She evil. Always has everything been. about you, which is why we see you suffering. We're gonna come back to Mark Daly. Um, Candy is one that don't violate girl code, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, considering what's going on with one of her best friends currently. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Because for me, as a woman, I can only respect girl code to an extent when other women are potentially being harmed at the hands of people that I know. So I don't know, like they keep talking about girl code, this and girl code, that, and Candy don't violate girl code. Candy probably knew who was fucking who, but she didn't say because she didn't violate girl code. I don't know how I feel about girl code because a part of it reminds me of, you know, snitches get stitches and shit. Yeah. Also, y'all are fucking 50. AARP code. (laughs) Social security code. Hello. Like, I mean, come on. Like, like I get it, but come on. Y'all are fu- y'all are somebody's mamas and grandmamas talking about some goddamn girl code. Let's please, p- please, please. 
please. Come on now. Yep. It, it, like enough is enough. And it, like you said, um, Candace, especially with what's going on publicly right now with uh, one of Candace's friends, because, uh, mm, mm. yeah. So, mm-hmm. good to hear. Look, everybody. You know what? When when Cynthia was telling Mike about the Bachelorette weekend, he that's a man that is confident in how he throw dick at his woman. Because he was not the least bit upset, concerned, or felt the way about Cynthia enjoying herself for her bachelorette getaway. Right, because like he why would he? He was he was joking with her, he was tuned in, like he was catching the gossip and the tea and all of that. He didn't give a fuck. As he listen, 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 listen. Let me tell you something. Ain't nothing like getting the tea. And sharing it with your old lady. I'm just saying. Facts. Also, probably the fact that Mike know he be having Cynthia hawking like a goddamn horn. Yeah, she do. <laughs> she do sound like her catalytic converter going out. <laughs> her clitalytic converter. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the show title. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can thank Jeremy. He's be, he's on some trash today. <laughs> I mean, you set it up. <laughs> hey, I listen. I'm always set him up for you and, and pray you knock him down. <laughs> I mean, that was literally. It might be having something like. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Hey, he, he said she be moaning like she trying to start a car up. <laughs> that why he wasn't worried about what was going on on the bachelorette trip. Because he know he be putting the motor oil to that pussy. <laughs> Crank that shit up, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> Crank that thing up. <laughs> know how to he know how to jump start it he dick started <laughs> zoom <laughs> crank that pussy <laughs> speaking of Ralph <sighs> uh-uh. mm. I have enjoyed Drew so much more without Ralph scenes she is you know I agree she's very pleasant without Ralph. Without Ralph, yeah. Um, First off, Ralph inquiring about Drew's whereabouts. Don't inquire about a motherfucking thing where I, when I still don't know where you was for three days. That part. The, the, play in somebody else's face. Don't play in mine. Don't question me about a motherfucking thing till I get the whole truth out of you. And I don't give a fuck if it's 10 years down the line. Do not question me about shit until you can come forward as a man and be honest about what the fuck you was doing when you wasn't having no, absolutely no contact with your wife and your kids for three days and traveled out of state to do it. And also say, no, 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 no. So Drew, I'm glad you had your foot on his neck about questioning you. Good. Yes. Because the audacity. 
the gall, the nerve. The dog dacity. It can't no dog ass nigga question me about nothing. Yeah. Also, also that. And it looked like Drew and Portia getting cool. Yes. I'm not mad at that. Yes. Yes. Listen, to be big, honest, Portia has been a standout for me this season. I also I agree. I agree. She has been one of the she's been one of the few things enjoyable enjoyable about the season. Absolutely. So but let's talk about Kenya going to see this divorce lawyer and these love songs. Mm. Mm. When your divorce attorney laugh in your face, you need to rethink some shit. Yo, that attorney really was like, girl, I know you fucking lying to me. <laughs> she went in that man's office and told him that Mark been sending her love songs like we back in 1999 when you used to send song titles or play songs on your voicemail depending on what type of mood you was in and and if your nigga or your woman put you there. Right. That attorney said, huh? (laughs) Uh, Her attorney basically called Mark a stunt queen. I mean, I'm like that. I'm like that Oprah. I'm like that Oprah Jif. Oprah Jif. Now, I mean, <laughs> he has a, he absolutely is a stunt queen. Well, king, you stunt got king. to be you got to be honest in the fact that you're willing to put up with anything so that you don't so that you're not the single one in that crew. Mm-hmm. Because Mark was her, Mark, the entire reason she was with Mark was to try to one up the other women that I have a man, y'all don't. I have a husband, y'all don't. I have a husband, we good. The rest of y'all, some of y'all that do got husbands, y'all going through trouble. I am Kenya Moore, I have the perfect life, I have the perfect skin, which is a lie. I have the perfect hair, I have the perfect husband, and all that shit came out that whole glass house came tumbling down, and not that's why you're mad. Fuck around with them fuck arounds and them fuck around sing you love songs. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, can you just imagine Mark sending her faded pictures of the broken Marsha sending her fucking case music. <laughs> and she eating it up. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. She was filed for custody talking about she didn't know if they were still together or not. Girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Mark and one and Mark in one in one episode, like I don't want nothing to do do it. Can you give me full custody of Brooklyn? Then the next man that the motherfuckers uh, sending fucking Joda said, My heart belongs to you. Kenya's like, I don't know if we're truly separated or not. Ma'am. <laughs> Y'all are separated. You ain't seen this man f- physically in how long? Exactly. Exactly. Ooh, God, shit, that was that shit was funny to me, cause I was cause I was just thinking of all the goddamn love songs that Mark could have been singing. <laughs> that shit had me hollering. 
had me screaming. Hey, can you just imagine, <laughs> like, just imagine Marcella, huh, you got a bad by <laughs> And she just sitting there like, so we still together. Who <laughs> can you deserve all this hell? You really do. And more. Oh, it's geez. not enough, in my opinion. When you do clownery. <laughs> exactly. That was it for Housewives. All right, let's uh, let's let's do the bell collective. Speaking of some some damn misery, because <laughs> I got some words when we get to a certain couple. Where you want to start, friend? I mean, things didn't really get interesting until we got to uh, La- Letitia and her husband. Mm-hmm. I do want to say this right off the bat. Um, I know I said this on Twitter uh, earlier today before we recorded, but I'm gonna repeat it here because I feel like it is salient and it bears repeating. Marie, Miss Mamas, Miss Mams, the girls are not talking about you because they're jealous of you. The girls are talking about you because you are a goddamn bully that don't know how to control her damn self and is constantly starting shit, as we have seen throughout this season. That's why the girls are talking about you and your behavior. Nobody is jealous of you, Marie. Especially if they knew the shit that's going back, home, back going on back home at the ranch. Now that's nobody's business unless you decide to share it. However, the point remains: ain't nobody jealous of you, girl. You just a bully. And like most bullies, you have a narcissist complex. Exactly. It is nothing but the consequences of your own actions. And I wanted to say that I wanted you to hear it. You probably never gonna hear this podcast, but I want to say it anyway. I want to put it out there. Nobody jealous of you, Marie. You just a bully. That's all exactly. I hate for that. Exactly. Um, but we we still ain't even get there yet. I just well, first of all, how do you have a, a hair care line about natural products? And you bring in the Claremont twins. Then were the Claremont twins? Yes. Holy shit. I d- oh my God. <laughs> I did not even notice that. Yes, that was the Claremont twins. Oh shit. Okay, I got to make a confession. Like, I really have not paid attention to them twins or know what the hell they look like or what they've been doing in, like, eight or four years. So I didn't even know who the hell them... Like, I just thought there was, some, you know, just some, you know... You know, I don't mean to shade a little, but I thought it was, it was just some regular-ass models. I did not know them were the Claremont twins. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Mm. I'm going to say something real shady. (laughs) Also, go ahead and say it. (laughs) Um, um, From the last time I seen them twins until now, now that I know them, that that's that was them twins. Um, are they gonna go down the path of that um Rachel girl that was on Twitter that kept doing shit to her body? Cause uh 
Well, Rachel just she just digitally alters her picture. She don't really look like that. Them girls, they is actually having that work done. And I don't know what aesthetic they're going for. And I hope it's paying off for them. But don't tell me about no natural hair care line. And this is the which also <laughs> which ahead, also I want to discuss now Latrice needs some therapy because your husband said to you I enjoy your natural body I enjoy how you look your curves and everything I, I'm not at all impressed with these girls and he wasn't being mean and how you take that negatively how do you manage to take everything that man says to you negative? And he was not being negative. She like, look, you Cliff just be trying to get under my skin. How was that getting under your skin? If anything, he was getting under the, under the twin skin, but the twins don't give a fuck about what he got to say. <laughs> they getting paid. Yeah, and I don't even think he was shading them. He was just like, you know, they got an interesting look, which that's what they've gone for, I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> The over-exaggerated yeah. lips, the over-exaggerated breasts, the over-exaggerated ass implants, you know, the lightening of the skin, the bleached blonde hair. It's, it's, Th that it's, is it's, the aesthetic that, that, that they are going for. And it is very interesting considering where they came from. They, they definitely are giving Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, okay. That was it for me with them. Yeah. Letitia mm. and... Is it Greg? Glenn. Glenn. A nigga named Glenn. I can't say this enough that men, straight, cis, cis straight black men will always be successful black women's downfall. And Glenn is proof of that because listen to me, friend. It's not the therapy that was off-putting. <clears throat> it was him pulling out a business contract in the middle of couples therapy that I lets you know exactly where men stand. And let me say this, and it's a reason I'm saying this. When women help men build businesses, they typically do not worry about the money aspect of it or what they will get should things go sour romantically. Minus our... Minus our boss bitch Mail, which we're going to get to her. Yes. Or we but get to Mail. For a lot of women, they help their partners. And this is, this is, let me say this. This is not race specific. Women will help men build brands that end up becoming worth millions. And they have absolutely nothing in place legally to protect them should the romantic part of the relationship go south. Like that has always been crazy to me. But this nigga not worried about his marriage. He worried about the profit sharing should her business ventures that he invested in take off. He present her a real legal business contract and she present him a contract talking about is you going to love me for life? Girl? Is you going to renew up? <sighs> go ahead, friend. You've been waiting to go in. Go ahead. Several things were wrong with this. Uh, one I want to start here because it's not lost on me that Letitia said this. Letitia said at the beginning of the, of the session 
that in the past, Glenn has been opposed or like not wanting to do therapy that they've done before because the therapy that they have done before were things that he needed to work on or things that they both needed to work on collectively. She said, now he's all for it because now the focus of the therapy is what does Letitia need to do as a, as a wife? That was not lost on me. So already I was thrown off from this shit from them because that I picked up on that shit immediately. Number two, this nigga put out a business contract in the middle of couples therapy that had Letitia and that damn therapist looking like, nigga, what? Y'all are there are supposed to be there. You are supposed to be there because you and your wife are not seeing eye to eye right now. You are having a raucous spot, especially in communication in y'all marriage. Most of it on you, honestly, Glenn, most of it is on you because again, you had a whole goddamn temper transform and meltdown because because there wasn't no damn food or food food in the refrigerator with no meal cooked when your wife was busy with her many business ventures and your grown ass could have got up and cooked something or went to the store or you could have did something with your grown ass, Glenn. Number three, the fact that you put out, you want control of her assets or part of her assets. Meanwhile, she wants love. That right there it just sickened me because nigga, all this could be avoided. I'm not saying what you do, what he does, Glenn, like working on an oil rig or whatever the fuck you do. I'm not saying that that is not, you know, nothing to be not proud of. I'm not saying that you are any less than, than, than your partner or whatever, because listen, especially in this country with capitalism, how you make your money is how you make your money. Get your paper boo boo. However, nigga, you are not showing up on the domestic side of things, which typically many cishet men do, or, or don't do in this case, and you are taking that out on her being a businesswoman, but yet you also want profits and revenue from her said business. You can't have that shit both ways, nigga. You cannot, it is unfair. And you that's are why- You a fucking loser. You are losing. That's why many women are saying fuck marriage, especially to men, straight men, because this is the type of shit that we do. We want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to be the head of the household, but we also want our woman to be subservient to us. But we also don't want to commit and um, help domestically um, and emotionally invest in any other kind of goddamn way. But we also want, if our woman makes money, she if she the breadwinner, we also want a piece of the pie. Nigga, you can't have all that shit both ways, nigga. You cannot. Mm. You cannot. And until Not we only break- that. Oh, go ahead. You were in therapy about your fucking marriage. This was not the time or the place to discuss business. You pulled out that contract in an attempt to blindside your fucking wife. You are scum. If this was really about business cuts, proportions, y'all would sit down respectively with your lawyers and work out what's fair, you being an investing partner in this venture of hers. There you go. Exactly. That's what you would do. You would be, if you really loved her, you was really invested in your wife and your marriage, you would have been present and accounted for, for the emotional romantic aspect of your marriage. You're worried about fucking money. Yep. Yep. 
And it's manipulative. It's very manipulative. Because like you said, this is blindside and you are in therapy and therapy is supposed to be about emotions, vulnerability, opening up and stuff. Nigga, you brought business into that shit. Yeah. When her emotions are running high, your hell, yours should also too, because again, it's couples therapy. You use that shit and that was a manipulative. And for that, like Candace said, you are scum and you trash. Yeah. And you don't care about her for real. You just want her, you want you want her money and you want her to be subservient to you as a wife while also not reciprocating that at all. Because nigga, again, it wouldn't have taken you, it don't take you nothing when you coming home from your oil rig or whatever the fuck to be like, you know what? I've been away from the house for 84 goddamn years. Let me make up and I've been away from the house for 84 years and I know Tisha has been here not only holding down the house, but also holding down business. Let me take that burden off of you while I'm here and let me handle the domestic stuff. You don't do that. And I could tell you don't damn do that. Cause again, you threw a motherfucking temple tantrum when she was on a goddamn business call. When your grown ass could have made some fucking food. Trash, just absolute trash. Exactly. Boy, fuck you. And then. Speaking of trash. So the therapist recommends a couple's dinner with other couples and. Okay. I appreciate Tambra being honest and saying, hey, I'm just getting back to dating this guy. We not ready for no couple's dinner yet. And congratulations. I hate her voice, but congratulations to having the number one show in your time slot on radio. That's that's a flex. Yeah. You did that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Marie. Bitch, we see why you a bully. Mm-hmm. You can't bully that nigga, so you want to bully the women around you. <laughs> yeah yeah you have caught that nigga cheating several times and are still together you have caught that nigga cheating so much that y'all had an agreement that y'all couldn't even travel without each other out the country and this this nigga in barbados living it up mm-hmm. ain't heard from him he was supposed to be back a certain time he ain't even back he decided to stay extra days you are miserable and it shows and me and me and jeremy called it in the first episode, we say, uh, it's something supremely miserable about this Marie bitch. Mm-hmm. And we see what it is. Something is off. And it's it's a nigga. Yeah. It's a nigga that's got you miserable. Mm-hmm. And Why, that how f- do you call somebody your husband that don't even come home to the same house you do? And y'all in the same city. Y'all ain't living the cross coast for work or nothing. He just don't come home if he don't feel like it. Y'all have minor children in the house. If he's not coming home, he's not being a president accounted for a parent. I'm so confused. Right. I am confused. And Essie nailed it on the head. You miss boss bitch till it come to this nigga. Mm. You got everything in the world to say. You got all the mouth in the world till it come to this man. What is the truth? Yeah. 
And that's why she's so, that's why she's a bully. That's why she's so combative. She starts so much, you know, she's so aggressive. She's aggressive with everybody except the the person that's bringing her the most hell in her life. And Letitia, because she know Letitia low-key miserable in her marriage too. Yep. 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 And misery loves company. Yep. So you decide to finally take all his clothes out your house and take them to his house that looked like a trap house. Right? I was like, when I was watching, I was like, is this a bando? And then you show up to Letitia's couple's dinner with a nigga that's not your husband. And I just want to say, Miss Mama, I don't think that's how that worked. <laughs> like, you're not a couple no more. You shouldn't have been there. Like you showed up with a perfect stranger, right? What like was you, the point? You, yo, she third wheeled with a plus one. Yeah, that's wild as shit to me. <laughs> like how the fuck? Like girl, that's not <laughs> your nigga. That's not like your... who? Like wh- who did the fuck did you find off Tinder? All <laughs> right. <laughs> Like what in the like what in the hinge hookup is this? I was like, this is weird, but okay. Real weird. Fine. Like you could have just stayed home. You should have like, stayed, stayed home. You should have been contacting in a divorce attorney. Also that. Hmm. Well. Well, that's it. The season finale mm-hmm. next week, as we said at the top of the show. Um, it. Oh, I watch a season two of Bell Collective. Yeah, I, I, I would too. I, I, yeah, yeah. I will watch a season two. I wasn't upset at it. Um, the main. I will event. say though. I will say this. I will say this. If y'all have another season, don't have that white girl on here no more. You gonna lose me there. Cause I felt like I was watching Gone with the Wind. Right. <laughs> exactly. Y'all tried to make this white girl a focal point, turn this show into the help. <laughs> All right. I like. I thought I was watching the Bell Collective, not the Handmaid's Tale. Hello. Yeah. So if the y'all, main I, event. yeah. Hmm. Y'all Martin just don't event. listen. Let me tell you something. Y'all deserve. All of the things. Love and marriage, Huntsville. Y'all have given since season one and continue to give amidst being in the middle of a pan pizza. Y'all give and give. And here at Ratchet Ramblings, we appreciate that. Right, because y'all give us a lot of content, consistent content. So, and we stay in consistency. For now, I don't know how we want to do this because it was so much to get into. Um, Shit, let's just, but let's just take it take it from the top, huh? Yeah, let, let's just let, let's let's just go. Letitia, have you ever taken an IQ test? That was That's so rude how you said that. 
Have you ever been IQ tested? Because <laughs> you are one dumb, dingy, delusional, disenfranchised bitch when it comes to your mammy. First things first. It was it was just how matter of factly you said that. <laughs> it just I just would like to know because I don't think she has. But Go ahead. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't personally find it weird that Marceau decided since he don't have the kids, he don't have Tisha, he would drive his sports car to go camping. I'm pretty sure uh, enough of the niggas there had their pickup trucks and had his equipment, and he was he was just trying to be a stunt king. Go do a big <laughs> ass nigga. Yeah, I like, certainly I don't... don't believe he was cheating on Letitia. I certainly don't believe he was up to no good. I don't believe any of that. I believe he had an opportunity to kick it with the niggas and show out a little bit. He was yeah. going to pull up and the niggas was going to be like, ooh, ooh, nigga, I see you. I'm trying you to get my time. hand like yours. Yeah, what's up? Like that kind of shit. I ain't think like, nothing niggas of do it. that. All, niggas do that all the time. <laughs> like it's yeah. not that deep. Niggas do that all the time. Didn't think nothing of it. Letitia gets home, and Marceau tries to tell her that he had tried to have a talk with Wanda, and in that moment, Wanda comes in. I got big problems with Wanda. But I got bigger problems with Letitia because your mom called y'all insurance company to find out if your husband had died in a car accident or if there was somebody else in the car with him. If that is not the definition of totally obliterating boundaries in your marriage, I don't know what the fuck is. None of that is Wanda's place. Period. Even if y'all are having marital problems, even if it was found out Marceau cheated on you, that is not Wanda's place. Period. Wanda is currently married fucking another man. Wanda doesn't have any space to be in y'all business when Wanda won't even take the steps to become a single woman. But you sat there and you watched your mother disrespect your husband and talk about how you go into the police station with Tisha to pick up the police report to see if it was somebody else in the car and get all the details because you believe he was cheating on her when this accident happened. Your mother is the fuck out of line. And you just sat there fucking stuttering, sounding like your nose was stopped up and did not correct her in that moment. I guess my question is, how much longer do you think Marceau will stay with you when you allow your mother to behave in a manner that is beyond disrespectful to him and people in y'all circle? Like, when is enough enough? And when he told your mother 
the same way you came in is the same way you can leave. First things first. Don't tell me last episode you only here for your grandkids. Then tell me you doing a favor by watching your grandkids. Is it Uchi Wally and one mic? You're not doing me no fucking favors. Like Marceau said. Because either way, it sounds like you really don't fuck with your grandkids. Hello? Like that was not the flex or the hit that she thought it was. Because it's either way, both statements sound like you really think your kid, your grandkids are a burden. And Tisha, I got to say, I'm really tired of you making excuses. In I'm tired of you making excuses for Wanda, and I'm tired of you making excuses about not having help when you could simply hire a fucking nanny the money is there this man just he driving sports cars y'all have the means to hire a nanny right and marceau if you you don't want tisha to do anything you want to be a stay-at-home mom it's obviously she's not gonna do that at some point you and your wife need to sit down and discuss something so that Y'all are not dependent on Wanda. You have some fault in that too. Yeah. He do. Because if you know you don't like dealing with Wanda, you know you don't want Wanda all up in y'all house and then y'all mix, you have to be the one to say, hey, we can just hire a nanny. We can hire somebody to be on standby with the kids if either of us need to be gone overnight or something. Right. Y'all Let's got set up the, the provisions. I'm sick of your mom. I don't want her around here. She's too disrespectful. You don't check it. So she doesn't need to be around here. Because if she talks to me any kind of way, I can't imagine the type of shit she says in front of my children. Right. Also that, like, um, Tisha, you don't, like... Give a fuck that your mama like literally says whatever the fuck she want and how that could affect your kids. Like your kids, your whole yeah. ass children. Like Tisha, what? I... Like I do it's not maddening. understand it. It's completely maddening how she carries on where her mama is involved. And what she allows her mama to do. And she sits there looking stupid and has the nerve to tell her husband he should just turn the other cheek. Why does my why does my soul or anybody for that matter, like you said, like not only your husband, but also people in your circle, how why does he have to always turn the other cheek when your mama is always the one that is slapping said cheek? Hello? Like, I just don't, I do not understand that shit. Like, it's easy, to, it's easy for you to tell him and other people to turn the other cheek because Wanda not slapping yours. No, she just, manip she just manipulating and controlling yours. Exactly. And because other people won't allow that to stand for it, you mad at them instead of being mad at your mama. Like the, the few times you don't quote unquote check your mama, your mama said, okay, anyway, girl, and just went back to being the same type of old trifling mean surly ass bitch. With her ugly ass. 
And you go, and every time she do it, you go right back to being like, oh, well, you well, well, you need to turn up Chico. What she said to Marcel also, like, you calling Wanda a bully. That's kind of ironic. Excuse me? I'm sorry that Mar- Marceau, was Marceau the one causing all that goddamn ruckus at um at Jaden's um, graduation party, or was it your mama? Yes or no? Hello? Hey, can we be honest? Go ahead. Never seen Marte. I've never seen Marceau bully anybody in the capacity that Wanda does at all. I think he is a misogynist and he doesn't like change where his home life is involved, and it's easier for Tisha to keep her. Um, I'm, oh wow, I almost said it. It's easier for Tisha to stay home. <laughs> 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 growth friend <laughs> growth because <laughs> I I do what you almost said <laughs> what friend I just <laughs> but yeah um Marshall definitely has his issues but he is not anywhere near the level of 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 bully that Wanda is. N- nobody on this show is. Maybe Martell, maybe. Maybe. But even then. Even then. Like, Letitia, your mama is just a mean, old, trifling bitch. And instead of checking her, or, or even, instead of even checking her or being like, okay, mama, look, I'm sick of this shit. Like, it, the common denominator is you. Everybody in my circle from my husband to my friends to even people that I'm on the house with every all the drama and stuff revolves around you so I just gotta establish some boundaries I know you my only mama but god damn it enough is enough instead of you doing that you blame everybody except your mama and wonders why everybody has a problem with your mama because not you enable her you enable and encourage her shit because she know you ain't gonna say nothing to her yep and you're gonna end up pushing everybody, you gonna you gonna end up allowing your mama to push everybody away from you, from your husband to your friends. Here you already you already allow her to push Mel away from you. Here you and Mel basically got a friend of me relationship at this goddamn point, and it's because of your mama. Yep. Friend, I'm enjoying the way you dragging today. <laughs> I just want to let that be known. Well, I do what I can. I'm enjoying the dragging process. So just want to let that be known. <laughs> Thank you so much. Your mom me. is a bitch and a bozo. And you are a dumb bitch and a dumb bozo. Correct. And your husband looks beyond fed up with your inability to really put your mother in her place. And I don't think that y'all marriage is going to continue to stand the way you think it is because you choose to overlook just how nasty and negative your mom is and just how much strife and chaos she brings into your marriage. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to know that when the shit hit the fan, it's going to hit the fan and you just going to have to deal. Yep. You're going to send up, you're going to sit up here looking stupid like you always do. Hey clown, yep. I see I see you there with your clown outfit on like you always do. Yep. Yep. That's what's gonna happen. So I don't I don't know. 
it's not even good to hell look. But speaking of, we we get to <laughs> so okay. We friend jumped the gun a little bit. Because they waited until episodes later to give us full disclosure about why Martell got down in the mud with Wanda. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we here at the network can dislike a motherfucker from our soul. Yeah. But when you got a point, you've got a fucking point. Yeah. Yeah. We found out on last night's episode that the reason why Martell was finna drag Wanda through the mud was because Wanda, with all that motherfucking bitch, with all that motherfucking pump it up platinum in your fucking hair. <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> the with audacity. all that motherfucking perm and microwave ponytail and bobby pins and and fucking spritz sitting on top of that funky black head got your fat funky ass on social media and said that Martell and Melody's girl's hair was nappy and unkempt Martell we don't apologize for much we don't recant much but you were fully justified in how you handled Wanda yeah. Now I still don't think you should have did it at his graduation party. However, I don't think it should have happened at the graduation party, or I think it should. You should have waited till it ended. Yes. And everybody was leaving. Yes. Yes. I agree. Yes. Yes. I think yes. it could have had. It could have been at that time. It could have been at that place, but a different time. I, I, you know what? You I agree. Sat yes. there patiently, and then you should have flew off the hook. Because honestly, because that would have made found out is. Mel didn't leave because Martell showed up. Mel left because Wanda showed up. Mm-hmm. And Mel wanted to slug Wanda in her face for the things that she said on social media. But she Yo, said she was not. Yeah, because now I don't think about it, because Martell got there first and she didn't leave. Yes. Wanda got there. I, Yo. She she said when before she called Tisha, she left because Wanda came. She did not leave because Martel came. And it makes sense because she and Kimmy had a conversation and she was like, It's fine if you invite Martel. Mm-hmm. No big deal. She said that she was not about to get low down and dirty with Wanda at Jalen's graduation. So she left. So I guarantee you it took the strength of many goddesses to prevent Mel from showing her ass, which yeah. is why she refused to have any conversation with Wanda. Because mm-hmm. she didn't even reply when Wanda was talking about you could find somebody better. She right, was she still did. trying to walk away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Martell, here at Ratchet Ramblings, we apologize. Yeah, yeah. We still don't like you. And we honestly we're gonna drag you a little later on in this, but <laughs> your feelings were justified. You were fully justified. 
and how you handled Wanda. Right. Because fuck Wanda. Fuck Wanda. And again, this just brings it back to what we were just saying a few minutes ago. Tisha, this is the woman you constantly defended. Your mama is T-Rash. And you constantly defending this motherfucker. Let, Mel, me, let me tell you something. Mel, your growth, chef's kiss. Because instead of going to social media, instead of bad-mouthing Tisha, instead of bad-mouthing Wanda, you call Letitia directly. And you said, hey, I wanted to call you first and tell you what was going on so that you might be able to handle it. Your mom spoke very negatively about my children on social media. And this... This stupid bitch said, I can't... I don't believe that. Wanda wouldn't do that. Bitch, it's right on social media. The fact that you would insinuate that both Melody and Martell would be lying and that she didn't do this on social media and Wanda some saint when you just said two episodes ago that you are never surprised at Wanda's behavior and misconduct. You are a fucking hypocrite. You know everything your mom is doing. I guarantee Wanda called you and told you what the fuck she said on social media when she said it. You are so trifling while trying to preach this loyalty and women's empowerment bullshit. And you, again, again, you are complicit and complacent in your mother violating another mother's children. Complicit. Complicit. While trying to play this mommy of the year bullshit with the mommy girl enabling Tisha, you just Mm. a piece. You are every you are every bit your mama. You just Mm. not as you just not as loud and obnoxious as your mama, but you every bit of your mama. Which brings me to oh, before we go on, Maurice, if you don't tell your motherfucking brother that this nigga got a baby on the way, right? Like it's I all over social media. Like, nigga, shut up. Exactly. Okay, now. Now. Martel, I hope you lose every fucking business opportunity. Suffer, nigga. When we were talking about women not protecting themselves when they are helping a man build a brand and a business, use Melody Hope as a blueprint. Melody motherfucking Holt's name is on every fucking business that Martell has. And he has to dissolve every business and give her her fair share if he wants to sell shit off. He cannot do it behind her back because her name is on everything. everything. Down to the 47... 47- down to the 47 acres. He can't even sell the 47 acres without giving her half of the $250,000 it might be worth. Everything. Melody. Baby, fuck them t-shirts. Fuck that singing career. 
write a tell-all book, start having scam empowerment branches, and it wouldn't be a scam because, bitch, you are really empowered. For you, it wouldn't be a scam. Start telling women how to move in their marriages so that they don't get the short end of the stick shit shit end. Mm. That is your calling. That's your calling, sis. He can't sell shit until this divorce is settled. Because right now you are putting that nigga through the ringer and it's what he deserves. It's what he deserves. And the crazy part is, even when the divorce is settled, you're Martel to dissolve those businesses. You are going to have to split those profits 50 50 with your ex wife. Mm-hmm. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Well, you that baby just... gonna cost you money, just like this divorce costing you money, just like the divorce costing you business. Mm. All of your actions are costing you. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Did you work it? And let me tell you, because we'll get we'll get to uh the, the little brown skin girl event stuff. Um, but when you went and sat down with your mother, I didn't feel no sympathy for you. If no. I could, I will always love Melody. I'll always do this. Always do. Let me tell you something. You deliberately got that woman pregnant. It was deliberate. There is no way that you get caught cheating after two years. Turn around, beg your wife to stay, beg to work through things, have another baby with your wife. Then when your wife says, okay, we tried, we gave it our best bet. But even, I, I take that back. That woman was pregnant when Melody left you. You never ended the affair. Mm-hmm. And even though you never ended the affair and you started to, you decided you was going to still keep tipping, you didn't even have enough common sense and wearenthal to use a fucking condom. That tells me that you deliberately, with purpose and intent, got that woman pregnant. It was no mistake. You deserve all of the bad shit happening to you. Suffer. Suffer, nigga. And continue to suffer. And also, I'm sick of you wearing with this narrative that Melanie cheated too. She did not. Melody, I'm sorry. It's a bullshit narrative, and I'm going to tell you why I'm calling bullshit, friend. We talking about a petty, vindictive, bald-headed piece of bullshit-ass man. If you had any real, reliable receipts that your wife cheated on you within you guys saying we are married and together, not separated, not seeking divorce, but if we are married and together, those receipts will be sitting all over the internet by now. We wouldn't keep just getting threats of it. She gonna make me say some, she gonna make me show some, you would have been showed it. Yep. Just to clear your name. Especially being the petty ass nigga you are. 
you losing money hand over foot. You can't sell property. You can't sell businesses. You can't sell land. You can't do a motherfucking thing. You got a baby on the way and it's an outside baby. If your wife had truly cheated on you, you would post those receipts because at least it would exonerate you in some form or fashion. You have nothing. You have nothing. You have a bullshit narrative that you ran with because when she left you the first time she was having, she was texting with another man. That is not cheating. Cheating is making a whole outside baby with the bitch, that, the same bitch you cheated on me with for two years and said you broke it off with, but then she ended up pregnant within us still being married. That's cheating. Texting ain't cheating. And it, it wasn't no news or nothing in there because she don't even like, your wife didn't even like sucking your dick. So I know she ain't sitting up sending pussy pictures. That's a damn she ain't found a She ain't found the right nigga to bring that out of her yet. Right? No, so wasn't you. Because listen, if your, if your, listen, if your partner don't like giving you that gawk gawk, that's a you problem, not a them problem. Because listen, when you are healthy in a loving, equitable relationship or mar- and or marriage, shit, slip me out. Get me lit. I dare you. I dare you. I'm a freak, bitch. What's that? Hello? So stop lying to us. Stop trying to push this cheat narrative. It's not working. Also- Give it up, delicious. Not only that, nigga, you literally initiated all this shit. Even if she did cheat, which she didn't, but let's go with it. If Just for the sake of argument, nigga, y'all be even. But then you cheated again. So you still in the wrong. And had a cheat baby. Also that. So y'all will never be even unless she can have a baby by another nigga. So... Y'all will never be even. Her transgressions Ever. will never outweigh yours. Ever. And you just gonna have because to die that woman you it. got pregnant is damn near your second wife. You couldn't even stop fucking her to repair your marriage. Right, nigga. You had that was a whole other relationship you had, nigga. That was that your wasn't second no one wife. Night stand. That was your girlfriend. That was your partner and your confidant. Right. Your secretary. And I guarantee you, and that woman, she a lot nicer than me. Because I guarantee you, if she really started spilling tea, oh, she would definitely, uh, Mel would definitely finish ringing you all the way out in the cleaners. So I see why you on national TV claiming that goddamn cheat baby. Mm, Hell, you ain't got no choice. Miss Mama say, play with me on this the rest of the season and watch what's going to happen. Play pussy, get fucked. Woo. Now, about this brown skin girls event. Mm. You know what? Cute. I like it. If it was hosted by a better bitch. I was waiting for us to get to that because, yeah. Don't you dare fix your mouth your fingertips, or no other part of your body 
to host no brown skin girl event when you couldn't even check your mama for basically calling my daughter's nappy headed. Right. Yo, listen, Wanda went full Don Amos calling calling people in your circle's children some nappy headed whores, and you ain't say shit to your mama. Yep. So Letitia, yeah. like like my friend said, great event, great concept, wrong motherfucker to host it. Cause girl, you and Wanda can go to hell. Yeah. Wanda for saying it, you for not shaking her for saying it. Talking about, I just don't believe my mama will say something like, "Have you met your mama?" Exactly. Exactly. Leticia, you on the you teacher, you deserve no no good things in life. None. Not sorry. You know your mama. Trifling. Trifling. Just two trifling trollops. Yep. Just trifling in the motherfucker. Mm, mm, mm. Now, about this girl's trip. Mm. One thing I want to say to Mel. I don't like when women do that shit that you was doing in that flashback. You don't know your husband as much as you think you do. So you say he ain't cheating. So you say he ain't this. So if you know some shit that Marceau doing, please tell this bitch and get it off your chest. Yeah, please and I, stop yeah, trying I to hold agree. it as a cut card. I don't like that. Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, I agree with Tisha's energy about the trip. Because if we are to be honest... Just from what I've seen, Tisha has never tried to taunt Mel because Martel cheated on her. Um, she's never been on no nan and the boo boo. Your husband cheated on you. Like it's never been that type of energy with her. I truly believe her issue with Mel was that Mel tried to inherit Martel's beef with Marceau. And thus she then inserted herself in the situation. If Mel would have stayed neutral and let those niggas duke it out, I don't believe her and Tisha would even be beefing. Over that, no. Over that, no. no. Now, they might have a beef would have had a beef still with with because of because of Wanda because of Wanda yes but yeah but over Martel and Marcel no I do agree with that I feel like if they were to if they were to still falling out it would have been because of Wanda yeah I don't think that Tisha has ever made light of what Martel has taken Mel through I don't think she has ever insinuated Mel deserved it I don't think she has ever insinuated she was better because this happened to Mel. I think, and this is, I'm being completely honest and I really do like Mel, but in situations like that, 
because I've been in that situation before. When you get cheated on and you get cheated on in such a public manner, you will project on people around you who aren't going through the situation. And I do believe initially she was projecting. She was hurt. She was miserable. She was trying to figure everything out. And I do feel like she was projecting quite a bit on the other ladies, especially Tisha, because at the time, Tisha was the one that was married out of the trio with her. Uh, Kimmy and Maurice didn't get married till like the end of season one. And that, and Mel found out she was pregnant. I do think, I do think Mel had projected a lot onto Tisha and I would like her to take a moment and say, Hey, I was in a fucked up space and I was projecting on you because I felt like me and Mart me and Martel was in such a good place if he would do this to me, it's no telling what, you know, any man would do to any woman. And that's how I was feeling. Because that's just the energy it gave off. You think your husband at 13 years, y'all was college sweethearts, y'all built an empire together from teachers to millionaires and this, that, and the third. And then he just fuck it all up by cheating on you. And it's like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. But sitting, sitting in Tisha's face saying... You don't know what your husband doing. You can't be sure he ain't cheating on you. You think you know him, but you really don't. That's ugly. That's coming from an ugly place in your spirit. Because if you know something, pull her to the side and tell her. Because I know that you wished that somebody had pulled you to the side and told you what Martell was doing. And the crazy part is the other, even the other men didn't know that Martell was cheating on you. Because when they found out, they had a they had a powwow and was like, bro, you gotta get your shit together for you ruin everything for yourself. That was literally why him and Marceau fell out. And then he accused, told Marceau, well, you act like, and again, I believe Mel inherited Martel's beef with Marceau because she says the same shit that Martel said when he was mad. You act like you don't be cheating on Tisha. Like that was literally their argument in season one. Martel was like, you act like you don't cheat. And he was like, nigga, I ain't cheating on my wife. I know what I could, I stand to lose. Right. Uh, obviously you don't. His nigga. He fell out with Marceau because Marceau held him accountable. And Marceau was like, you fucking up. And so I know that Mel, you wish if some, if you wish somebody had pulled you to the side and say, Hey, sis, I don't know how true this is. I don't know if you want to look into it. I don't know if you want to ask about it, but your husband has been having an affair for two years with this woman. I don't know how true, but that's what's going on. Instead, you keep sending this woman face. And even in the preview for the girl's trip, you sending this woman face like, so you think he ain't? I know more about your situation than you do. Like, come on. Well, if you do shit, say something. Otherwise, keep that shit. Either say names or keep that shit on the, on the playground. Yeah, please. Because I'm going to have some smoke for you next episode, depending on how this play out. Or if they just edit it like that. But I don't like that type of shit. Because it typically comes from an ugly place. 
Because when you come in from a genuine place, you pull a woman to the side and say, hey, I don't know how true this is. It came from Martel. So you got a question of validity of it. But when he and Marcel were into it, he told me ABCDFG. Do with that information what you want. You plan a, well, mm-hmm, I got news for you, girl. Wait till you find out. No, that's that's ugly. And right. I feel like you should be better than that. So, I don't know. I don't know. I agree. Like again, like like you say, I I like Mel, but Daddy is very ugly. Like now, unless it, unless you know stuff is real and Marcel is or you know has cheated, then okay, cool. I mean, it still would it still came from an ugly place. But I mean, if you got receipts, you got receipts. But if it was just you know you said it coming from an ugly place and like you and inheriting Martel's beef with Marcel, then L L Mel, you got an L on your face. And you need to own that. Yeah, and, and still, even if it is true, the fact that you haven't pulled Tisha to the side to give her a heads up, it's coming from an ugly place. Right. It's coming from a high, you think you ain't me, but watch what's finna happen. Like, you shouldn't want to wish that on anybody else but Wanda. Right. <laughs> now, if it's Wanda, girl, wish all the bad on her. Fuck Wanda. Go, she can go to hell. <laughs> Exactly. So I I Because really, hell Wanda being trifling right fucking now. <laughs> exactly. I I really hope that one, if if Keisha and Marceau are gonna go through it, I really hope that it's not due to cheating. You know what I'm saying? I really hope she doesn't have to endure a similar type of embarrassment that Mel experienced. Because yeah. we saw the toll it took on Mel. So I don't yeah. hope that for Tisha. I can't stand her, but I don't wish that for her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, so we see, we see her going through it right now. Hell. Yeah. So, you know, that's it for that. I'm glad they, t- it was nice to hear the girls talk about, you know, what big things they had going in their lives. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, But I look forward to this girl's trip. Yeah, because I want to see, because male... We like you, but you being the bozo, we will drag you. For real. Drag you, drag you. Like, uh, I think that's, that's with all no bias. That's it. And we'll be adding uh, Mary to Medicine into the lineup next week. So, <sighs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the chaos and negativity. Me too. But we will see y'all back next week. We appreciate y'all. Subscribe to the Patreon. And we out. Peace.